Hello, Sheila. Hello, <laughs> Sheila. Hello, Sheila Strover. I'm very glad to have you here uh, with me in this session um, to discuss about the using Udemy courses to focus the content creation funnel. But I think it is more um, the the story which leads to that topic that intrigued me the most. So uh, what I would propose is perhaps that you could tell a little bit about yourself. And mm -hmm. I have also seen that you are in the knee um, community uh, sphere. So perhaps you can also tell us a little bit about uh, the knee community, uh, the knee guru community. So um, just to have an idea of what you're doing. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, I am a medical doctor but I don't work anymore with patients, real patients. All my patients are virtual. Um, with all my readers, because it's mostly content-based, all my readers are virtual. So in the last 20 years, I moved out of active medical practice and created a medical website, which is to do with people with suffering with knee problems, how to um, diagnose them, how to manage them, where to get help, how to rehab. And the site is huge. It's very big. It's been going since the internet almost. Um, and it's divided into places where there's content um, for reference and a, a section where there's, um, we called it initially a discussion forum, and then we changed it to a bulletin board. And of course, nowadays we would call it a social media platform but it's a more old fashioned type of bulletin board, the kind that you would get for um, tech issues. So that the bulletin board, I think has over the years, this particular version, which is version three has 37,000 registered people. Um, they're not all active, obviously, because it's been going a very long time, but that, that particular bulletin board, I think has been going for 13 years. So. In 13 years, we've had 37,000 people actively discussing topics about their own knees on the bulletin board. And it's divided into many sections so that if you've got a very specific problem, some people, for example, have what's called hypermobility where they can bend their joints back. And you don't find a lot of information about that online, but there's a whole board of people just with um, that kind of problem so that you can get very specific questions and very specific answers. So this is a really discussion forum uh, where people discuss, in fact. Yeah, they're not consulting me, they're talking to one another. Mm -hmm. So they will say, I've got this problem. Um, what did you do about yours? And then the, the reference content is when they say, um, neither of us know the answer, let's go and look in the reference content. And if there's nothing there, then that's where I'll step in and either create something myself or I will um, ask an expert to write something to, for them to refer to. So it's not, it's not quite like people would say to me, what do you blog about? Well, I don't really think of it as blogging. I know blogging can be reference content too, but I think of it as writing um, informational content on the website itself. But of course, nowadays you've got other platforms that demand less serious content. 
such as your social media um, platforms, they're not going to be very tolerant of you. <clears throat> so if you only write reference content. Frogs, frogs in my throat. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so um, you, you were talking about that, yeah, the medical website, in fact, and um, but but how how you you right, we see Udemy in the in the in, in the topic line here. So, what are your experience? In fact, uh, we have talking uh, on social. What are the activities there? Are do are you also pre, uh, pre, present on social or? Well, <clears throat> social media came to me somewhat late. Obviously, the website preceded what was known as social media. So um, I knew very little about social media. I had heard of Bebo and MySpace and eventually Facebook, and but I didn't really understand what it was all about. And I, I thought it was just a, a place where people chatted to one another and were rather trivial about what they did and what they said. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was advised by a colleague that I had to be in social media, I had no clue how what social media offered in relation to what I was doing. But I followed the advice and I opened a Twitter account and I opened a Facebook account and I opened a Pinterest account and Google Plus account. And I put stuff in and it was without any kind of strategy. I would just see an article about um, runners having knee problems. So I'd write a little a little piece about runner's knee and I would go and find a link and I'd put it in and it would get lost. You know, one or two comments would come back. And, and I often thought, I don't know why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. and, and then I made quite a big error, I think. Well, it, it seemed wrong at the time to put um, on the website links to these social media things to try and make them busier. But of course, quite soon I realized that I was just actually cannibalizing the website because I was just saying to people, oh, why don't you go to Facebook? We've been chatting about that over in Facebook. So, so people were jumping away from my resource and going to, um, to an external resource and I just couldn't understand what I was doing completely. Your website was a subscription subscription based or how was the how did you work out to to finance in fact the your website? Yeah the website started just pro bono just for the good of it. I was employed I was working in a knee clinic um, I had an interest in creating something that was new and exciting. The internet was new. It was all mm -hmm. very exciting. So I just made it because it technologically interested me. And initially I made it so that there was um, a division, so that there was a doctor's place and a physiotherapist's place and a, 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 a knee sufferer's a patient's place. And I think there were five or six places. And um, what what I found was that only the patients were really interested in this. The um, the other groups never participated. So I had discussion groups that were going absolutely ballistic in the patient areas and almost no response at all in the in the other areas. So that was how I developed the um, the, the, the the current product. Is that I trimmed away all the other parts and I made it a patient oriented website because patients were 
at that stage completely without supports. Um, they had to go to the doctor for advice. There was no other alternative. They couldn't access medical libraries. There, there was no content online. There was, there was, there was nothing at all. So, so they just, just to be able to talk to one another was a revelation to them. I would say with social media, it was a good thing that you you could reach out to to other people. Or, or do I miss something there? Um, yeah, it, it 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 was good, but I, I, I sorry, I think I was answering your question about the revenue model. So mm -hmm. um, initially, the revenue didn't worry me, and then I started to make income from the advertisements, the Google advertisements, and that became quite big. So the Google advertisements paid for the domain, the hosting, my time, um, some of the resources we were developing, um, images, a few few things that required resource. And then as the internet grew and grew and grew mm -hmm. and got bigger and bigger and more and more competitive, I just found that I was competing too much for the advertising dollar and my ad advertising income just gradually slipped away. And I hadn't any other strategy. Um, we have tried a few rather fruitless um, commercial ventures, but Basically, I was relying on advertising. So the only way I could see, see that I could get the advertising greater was to put more and more content. So here I was beavering away, more content, more content, more content, more content to try and, you know, have the same readership. And but the, 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 the issues were many. I think as the content got better, fewer and fewer people clicked the advertisements because they got what they wanted from the content. So I was, I was, I was shooting myself in the foot, really getting more and more tired writing content for the website, writing content for social media platforms that I really couldn't understand. I didn't know why, other than obviously that a few people, random people would gain some rather unsophisticated benefit because the posts weren't sophisticated. So I was really quite lost as to what social media was doing for me or for the website. So you had also traffic going from your website to the social media channels, and if I uh, understand well. Yeah, I suppose some was feeding from the social media to the website, but I wasn't measuring. There were no metrics. Um, I didn't, I wouldn't have even known how to measure from, from metrics, but I think I was probably cannibalizing. I know certainly that several quite strong discussion groups broke away onto Facebook, onto pages that I had created. And I wasn't using any strategic um, effort to bring them back to the website. So if I wrote a new powerful piece, it was just getting lost on the website and the, and the group was somewhere else. Mm. And how, how came your, um, because at a certain moment you, you had, there's something that changed. Huh? There, what, what changed your, your, your view with regarding to social? Um, because well, it, obviously you had a lot of workload, you were working very, very hard. Mm. And okay, what, what happened then in fact? Well, as part of the workload, um, I created a lot of courses because I like, I like in-depth knowledge. I'm not a trivial person. I like to know something well. So I worked with several expert surgeons and created several courses that were on the website that had, you know, 12 lectures. 12 sections and, and a lot of resource and references and 
and they were very well accepted, but they took a huge amount of my time with absolutely no return other than thank you letters from people who had been to them. And the, the, first, the first inkling I had that I was going um, or, or using up my energy, I wouldn't say anything was wasted, but you know, using up the energy that I had was that um, Krishna Day on Google Plus on a Hangout talked about Thinkific, which was the first time I had really seen a a social, I mean, a, an online course that I could be an instructor and and create the course myself. So that was the introduction to it. I had seen lots of of um, DVD type stuff from Brian Tracy and, and big names, but I didn't think that I could ever break into that kind of, of, of arena. So I looked at Think Thinkific and it seemed a little complex and I didn't go any further. And then I had uh, an email from, I think, Scott Scowcroft on Google Plus who said, why don't you join the community that Mark Timberlake runs, um, which is focused very heavily on online courses via the platform called Udemy. So that was the, the beginning. I went over there and for the first time in a very long time online, I no longer felt alone because I had felt very much um, a medical pioneer of, of, of online professional educating type platforms for the, for the non-medical reader. But this was the first time I felt that I myself was part of a community of people wanting to use online platforms to teach. So that was um, a coming home really. So that was how I got involved in Udemy. So I went and created two courses. I'm on the third. Um, and I now also have started on the other platform that I mentioned earlier called Fedora. So to get to the next part of your, your, um, your title here, the content creation funnel, um, on this, on this um, platform of Mark Timberlake's where he was talking about, um, the, the course creation platform called Udemy. He kept referring to the um, marketing funnel, and of course, I'm 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 a medic. I know I have some business background, but a marketing funnel seemed a rather obscene thing to me. It seemed like um, uh, people were being pushed down this route, and and you use all sorts of nasty tricks to get them to buy your product. So I never really looked at at marketing funnels before, but slowly I appreciated what he was saying, and it in my mind linked the so or he linked it for me really the the social media that i was lost in to mm -hmm. the the high quality udemy paying courses that could bring in revenue that I, I i absolutely loved and what he was identifying was that every little step on this funnel must link to the next step if you don't link it you've just lost it so when you when you and I, I like to turn the funnel upside down. So, if I had a course, for example, on the knee meniscus, which which I have, um, that's where I spent you know thirty days working really really hard, building the course, building the content. But to to encourage the right kind of people to come to that course, I then needed a level of content that I was creating anyway to a large extent. But I wasn't saying, why don't you go 
to my Udemy course. So at that level of his funnel, um, which he calls the D of, of, of his AIDA acronym mm -hmm. for the funnel, yeah. D for desire, A for action would be taking the Udemy course, but the D for desire was things like um, running a webinar, and then telling people in the webinar about the value that they could get from the course, maybe offering them a reduced price or bundling it with something else. Or it would be an ebook um, about the meniscus uh, where they could get a discount off Amazon or they could get a PDF. Um, so so a, a, a second stage before the, the paid course where something was free, high value, but always linked to directly to the, the the end of the funnel to the Udemy course. So that linked up something that I had been doing and just never, I just gave everything away. It didn't, you know, I, I didn't link it to anything that had a dollar sign at the end of it. Um, and then the, the next step, and Tim Cooper calls them breadcrumb trails, but the next step was that so there's the, the, the desire content of webinars and videos and ebooks and PDFs that take people to the Udemy course. But to get them to that level, I would use the high, high quality stuff on the website. So articles, um, courses that already existed there, um, doing a review maybe of a, of a book review or something like that. But in that, at the moment, I, I would have just had the page as a standalone piece of content, like um, uh, what is a meniscus transplant and is it right for you would be a big page thing. But at the end of it, that was the end. It was just finished. And now I would know to go and say, and if you're interested, are we having a webinar on Thursday? Or if you click this button, you can get the ebook. And at that point, actually, if possible, um, getting them to sign up to the newsletter so that you could keep in touch with them and tell them about forthcoming things. And I don't feel any of it is overtly um, commercial in the way that medicine is not meant to be very commercial. I think, you know, the, the right reader will find value in all of it. So then the, the, the final link up, ah, it also arrived. <laughs> the final link up between those three levels of the funnel. So we're getting wider now at the top of the funnel Yes, is, is social media. So now I won't just go and write a random piece of something in social media. I'll think about what social media things would lead people to the website content and then to the desire, the high, the high quality content that's still free. And from there to the paid Udemy course. So I would write something like, a, a trivial thing, not necessarily trivial, but I mean, hundred words or something like that. Saying, um, my 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 grandfather's sixty, and um, he's very active. Could he have a meniscus transplant? And then I would discuss that and the pros and cons. And is he a smoker? And and uh, has he got arthritis? And you know various things. And then say, go and read this article on the website. And that article on the website will be, there's a webinar on Thursday. And in that webinar, it would say, um, 
we have this very high quality Udemy course and you can get a 50% discount coupon. And suddenly the Eureka moment happened and I realized that there could be structure to all of this. But what really got me excited, sorry, I'm just waffling on. Have you got questions? No, 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 just <laughs> go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> I was thinking uh, when, you're, when you're referring to the, the different steps, in fact, you're, you're okay, you, you got the content, you got the social media platforms, and then, okay, you need to, 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 to get that interest of the people, of course, and that will be the, the fact to be to sign. I'm thinking of a, a, tr a tree, in fact, mm -hmm. you, you see, uh, where, where, okay, the, the, the trunch, the, tr the, the trunk, trunk, yeah, the mm -hmm. trunk is, is the, the, the course mm -hmm. and where you have the different uh, branches, which are in fact, the, um, yeah, in fact, the, 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 the takeaways, the, the handouts, the, yeah. the, the handouts, mm -hmm. the takeaways, the PDFs, mm -hmm. and where you go till the leaves, which are in fact, the, the, yeah, the, the, the social media platforms where you will trigger people mm. um, to to take the content infected to to aspire in fact mm. um, the people that analogy in a way is quite good because in as much as the, the the trunk is nourished by the photosynthesis in the leaves that you know you 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 pick up the the um, the interest from social media. So, so maybe 500 people would read the social media post about, you know, the person, the older person with the meniscus problem. And maybe, maybe only 20 would actually really, really be interested because they could relate directly to it. And then they would move to the next level of looking at the website. Mm -hmm. And then maybe they would get all they needed from that article and they wouldn't want any more. But so we might be down to three people and the three people would look at the webinar, attend the webinar and get quite excited. But only one of them would think that he was prepared to pay $20 to go and attend the course. But now that person is a highly motivated, you know, highly um, is targeted. It's not that I'm targeting them, but the content is, is targeted for them so that they would really appreciate the, the work that went into it. But what, what I got most excited about was that I realized that I don't have to work this way anymore um, because I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I've been at it 20 years. I've, I've written so many millions of words um, over these years and you get tired of it. I'm interested now in, in small minutiae of, of anatomy and, and uh, little details of surgical procedures and I don't want to write stuff that is, is very simplistic to me. But what I thought I could do, having learned about virtual assistants and Upwork and Odesk and Elance, is that um, there are medical writers on Upwork who are late, usually lady doctors who've fallen out of active practice, um, perhaps because they've had an illness or they're wanting to earn some extra money or they've left because they have children. But they've got a huge amount of knowledge and they're prepared to work as a medical writer. So I could ask them to take the course as their model. So they don't, I don't have to go and say, go and look for material and come back to me with some ideas because that's dangerous. Then I would have to read everything to make sure it was correct. But they could start with the course that I'd written. Mm -hmm. And from it, they could develop 10 ideas that they could then write a long article about. And it would be based on you know, the, the knowledge that I have 
and the references that I put there so that they, they could then write the the second level the the website level which is the eye of Aida they could write you, the articles there you would be the source in fact you would provide would be, the source I would be like the roots coming under the trunk yeah, yeah okay <laughs> um, and and because I've got so much knowledge not only knowledge about the actual medical situations but I've got a lot of knowledge about um, uh, the medical profession, the way the profession works, you know, the patients, patients pain, uh, how to make a video, how to, how to write, how to run a Drupal site, you know, lots and lots of, of, of knowledge. So um, what I would then hopefully do, and it's only being structured now, is build all the resources that those people need. So a library of images so that they don't have to go and start finding images and I don't have to worry about copyright infringement because they've snatched an image somewhere. So I'll say this is our library. We own it. We've drawn it all. And I already have hundreds of images there. And um, then make a, I like the application called Relay that creates um, social media um, type images and say, there's a library there as well. It's got all the portraits of everybody who are going to talk at any webinar or anything else. It's got um, it's got uh, images and other resources in there. So you, you can only use that if you want to step outside, you need to come back to me. But then those are high value people. But then I can also go to um, Odesk, Upwork, and I can look for um, ordinary bloggers who are not medical who are not, who, who are going to appeal, their writing will appeal to standard non-medical people. They won't use big words. They won't frighten them. But their social media posts must be based on the articles that the medical writers have written. And again, with the resources that have been prepared for them. So that my role then would be a supervisory one to see what the, the the lay writers or the blog writers have written and just say no you've got the concept wrong there you've this image is upside down you know the few things like that or even that the medical writers could supervise that and and create a, a really easy flow so that i can just really focus on on the high quality thing i've been doing really boring stupid Things of, of, of have you know, I correct every spelling mistake myself, I write every word myself, I, I was drawing every image myself, and it's such a waste of my own knowledge to do that. Well, I, I think it's not never waste if you if you end up with the, the right procedure. If I, I understand your story, mm -hmm. you started, uh, you have a great community today with uh, a lot of visitors and, and community members uh, at mm. NEE. Okay, you you have also the social media platforms. Perhaps you, the idea in the beginning was perhaps not right, but in fact, you have the all set up. Uh, you have mm -hmm. the channels, they are available, they are there. You are on Pinterest, you are on Facebook. And, and okay, now, uh, now you have that uh, aha moment with uh, Udemy. When you say, okay, this is really where the, the, the action needs to take place, is that the people need to end up um, to the courses. Mm. 
and where you are now reversing, in fact, the workload. Huh? That's mm. the, a little bit the, the impression that I have. That you mm. say, okay, mm. now I'm going to invest my time in the courses and organize it in such a way that the content that you create is also available for other workload when you're working mm -hmm. with VAs and, and mm -hmm. other people in order to mm -hmm. create um, additional content. Mm -hmm. I see you more as a, a dirigent um, <laughs> in an so, orchestra. <laughs> watch, as a conductor, you mean in English? A conductor, <laughs> yes. A well, conductor. watch the space because it, it it's not all there. The parts are not all there, but they're coming together now. Well, you have been referring to the, the content creation funnel. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's like uh, you said breadcrumbs. So when you say that, I think of a navigation system in, in a website. So is it like that that you mean? It's really a trail that you're setting out then? Yeah, the, 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 bread, the, the original story of the breadcrumb trail, I think, was probably Hansel and Gretel. And Hansel and Gretel's father married somebody who was a typical bad stepmother. And she sent him out into the woods with the children with a sandwich each. And then he, she told him to lose them in the woods. But the Hansel made a breadcrumb trail of his sandwich so that he could get back home but unfortunately, the birds ate all the breadcrumbs and he got, he and his sister got caught by the Wicked Witch and, and well, they survived in the end. They killed the Wicked Witch and they, they managed to find their father and the stepmother had very conveniently died. So that was okay. <laughs> but the, the, the breadcrumb trail is just um, uh, that, that once the trail is laid here, the medical writers shouldn't have to ring me every day to say, how do I do this? I don't understand that because it should all be clear. They will get free access to all the courses. They will get access to all the references and the resources attached to the courses. And all they'll have to do is to come and clarify a small point. And mm. then they will be able to supervise the lay writers. And, and then I hope that on top of the whole thing, if, if, it, if it produces sufficient revenue to pay these people, there will be a social media guru I, I, you know, somebody who's really good at Hootsuite, who really understands metrics, who will plan the the schedule of of social media posts and 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 measure them, so that we can then focus our efforts a little bit better, and the whole thing will become more interesting to everybody. Yeah. So you're really going to fill in the the workload then as well with regarding to social media planning. Uh, making a, a kind of uh, content calendar where you, you're publishing content, publishing yeah. calendar. I won't, and that's the important <laughs> thing. Somebody else will. Yeah. I will just be thinking, oh, what's, what am I going to do for my next Udemy course? And that will be it, really. So um, it will, the, the, the other, if the breadcrumb trail is right, the other things should just follow. So in my Udemy course, I should create the resources that everybody can use. So I am, I'm working with a, a, a Filipino artist who's doing the most amazing graphics. So if I think like yesterday, I needed um, a picture of somebody who's going to have their leg operation and the doctor's got the leg up in the air and he's wrapping a tight bandage to get the blood to come out. And then he puts on a tourniquet and he pumps it up. And I just cobbled together a few images I found online that were sort of like that. And there was a, a person with, with, with a Negro body 
um, and the face I put on was a white woman's, it was a man's body and a white woman's face with an anesthetist with a mask on. It wasn't, you know, it was just cobbled together with um, Pixilla. And I said, can you do this? And the image that came back was just mind blowing. He just interprets so clearly what I want. And I would take weeks to get anywhere near that quality that, uh, you know, he, he, he does a sketch for me in I, something like two hours, I get sketches back. And um, I just say little things like, hey, the man who was wrapping the leg had um, a shirt and a tie on. And I said, well, he wouldn't. He would have an, an operating gown on. So he just changes that. And then, and then he creates a JPEG, a PNG, an SVG for Sparkle, and a low-res, medium-res, high-res. And um, he used to make Adobe Illustrator, but it became superfluous because I didn't need it. And then he just zips them up and sends them to me. So um, these people who will be doing the rest of the writing won't have to worry, where's that image? In whose drive is it? How do I get hold of it? Because they will have access to a copy of, nobody will have access to the library. They'll have a copy of everything. So they will just get um, a medium resolution PNG. Yes. And that's all they'll need. And I will have the SVGs, which I use for Sparkle to make the Udemy courses. So I think I think it's going to work really nicely. And I'm excited. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that when I when I listen to your story. And, and in fact, this uh, this is this is a little bit to, to wrap up what I what I experienced with regarding to to your story. Mm -hmm. it, it reminds me, in fact, a little bit of um, of adventurers who are <clears throat> walking into the Amazon and who mm -hmm. are very thirsty. And um, at the evening, there's someone who climbs in the tree to, to look if there is some water somewhere, but he, he doesn't see mm -hmm. anything. And uh, everything remains misty for him. And, um, okay, the, the next day he does that again. And the next day he does that again. He goes climbing up into a tree again for the third time. But then, it, <clears throat> then there was something that changed. There was full moon. And thanks to the brightness of the moon uh, who, who, who shine into the water of the lake, mm -hmm. they, they, at, they were oriented and they saw immediately, oh, that's the direction that we need mm -hmm. to take. And that's something that I recognize in your story. So you, you, were, <laughs> you, were, <clears throat> you were running and walking throughout the, the Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I think you, you, you climbed into the tree and at, a, at a, just a perfect moment, you, you found the water thanks to the moon, the, the brightness. And the Mark Timberlake was the moon. But uh, I would like to thank you, uh, Sheila, mm -hmm. for joining the, this session and okay. um, see you next. Thank <laughs> you.